0: Your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. The question for tonight is from Tyler. It says, uh, hey, Carson, my horse will not lope under saddle. Do you have any suggestions to uh, help fix this? So, yeah, there's, there's a few different things that you can and should do. Uh, so in a perfect situation, even if you had to haul this horse to, like, a county arena or something, or if you had to take him out to a dirt road, or like a trail in the woods where it was just a long, straight stretch to where you, basically some kind of thing to where you really wouldn't really need to pick up the reins. Uh, You know, even in an arena, uh, the fence will kind of turn him, and he'll more or less just kind of go around randomly wherever. Uh, So every single time somebody has a horse that they say won't lope, then we ask them to show, say, okay, we'll just, you know, show us what you do to try to get them to lope. And, uh, you know, they generally, there's some variation of this, but generally what it looks like is, is they're they've got the reins picked up and they're, you know, they might be keeping a little tension on the reins for whatever reason. Uh, they'll be kind of trying to steer him and get him to lope at the same time so you know hence the reins are picked up but see that gets in the horse's way a little bit especially if it's real hard to get one to lope that's why i say you know an arena or a dirt road or something where you can really just you know put a few inches of slack in those reins uh and then generally what the other thing that we notice is uh they they're not really doing enough to motivate him to give him a reason to try to speed up. So, you know, they might get him trotting around and, uh, then, you know, they start to kick a little bit or they start to smooch a little bit, but they, they don't really know how to bring those legs way high up and come down and kick really good. Like you imagine like a bird flapping its wings, you kind of let your legs do like that. Uh, Generally, they don't have like a, like a long enough rein, like a split rein or something to where uh, as you're trying to get them to speed up, you can kind of spank. Usually when they do spank, they just have a, like a foot of rope or rein or something and they're not able to really give it momentum versus if they had like three foot of the end of a split rein, they could hold that and they could kind of do like an over and under style where you kind of swing it to the right and it comes around and not real hard but just kind of spanks his right hip and then right after that happens you just swing your hand to the other side and it spanks his left hip so spank left swing spank right spank left spank right uh so they they normally aren't doing you know something along those lines uh A lot of the times they're trying to do it in like a a round pen that's real small or something. So it's pretty hard, unless a horse has got some pretty good strength. It's, you know, if it's difficult to get him to lope, the more of a straight line you can be in, the easier it'll be for him. Now, a lot of people, and with good reason, by the way, uh, a lot of people say, well, yeah, I'm afraid to to get that big on him to get him to go up into that lope because I'm afraid he might buck. Now, a lot of them might, especially if they're not used to loping with a human on their back. So, when you start up all this stuff, what you do is, is instead of just trying to go from like a medium or a slow trot, and then just like trying to rush him into a lope, first, do all those things and get him to where he trots just a little faster. Giving him a quick release, you know, every time you feel him speed up. And then when he slows back down, amp up the heat again. Then when you feel him kind of speed back up, even if it's just a little bit, give him a, you know, a little bit of a release, let him kind of feel everything opening up and easing off a little. Well, after doing that about 10 or 15 times, he knows how to handle that increased pressure. You have showed him, hey, speeding up makes it go away. So you can spend about 20 minutes and just build the speed. Don't really think about lope, just get him to trot faster and faster and faster uh, now ideally your reins are going to be loose. You don't want to be getting in his way in any, any kind of way, you know? Uh, now if you, if you just let him go wherever he wants, and let's say you're in a big arena, what you might notice is if you completely give him his reins, instead of him kind of standing up and taking up the whole entire pen, he might just kind of mill around. He might go down to one corner and just start kind of circling around right there you need to get him where he's taking up the whole entire pen uh, because it'll be easier for him to get into a lope. So you say, well, how do I get him to do that if I'm not supposed to pick up the reins? Well, you just keep him hustling. And as he's milling around, making real tiny circles, not really taking up the whole pen, as you keep the heat on him and keep his feet moving, you'll feel little times there where he kind of stands up and starts to go in a straight line. And for that brief moment, you would just kind of ease off a little bit. And then when he mills around again, you would add the heat to him and just kind of keep letting him work at it there, putting a little bit of heat on him. Then you'd feel him stand up again. After you know a few of those, he would figure out it's a lot easier to go in a straight line with less pressure than to be circling and milling around in tight little circles and stuff Uh getting kicked and you know kind of lightly moderately consistent spanks on his on his butt uh a lot of times people people are too reliant on their leg so like somebody would try kicking that wouldn't get him to load so then they put a spur on and they kind of punch him with it a little bit generally that will get you bucked off unless that horse knows what that spur means uh that sudden increase of real concentrated pressure that can that can get them bucking until they know what it means you know but uh you know if you start to feel like oh i need to put spurs on what you really need to do is use leg and then reinforce it with spanking it's way more natural for a horse to understand move forward and speed up if you're spanking him on his butt versus if you're uh putting a spur into his side so it's actually a lot safer to do spanking than it is to add spurs as a as a solution or whatever uh so let's see, kind of covered that. remember, build up the trot. You're not really trying to say, "Hey, lope, you're trying to say trot faster and faster and faster," letting him feel a little release each time and uh and then. The idea is, is you get it to where he says, well, gee whiz, I can't trot any faster. I guess I'll go into a lope. And then at some point there, if you keep building up that speed, he can only trot so fast and he'll roll into a lope. But the idea here is that you actually make it his idea to lope. See? So, uh... It's, it's pretty important, at least until they kind of get it figured out what they need to do, not to rush that. And, you know, be, be kind of particular, uh, you know, kick them a little bit, and if they don't really respond to that, start spanking. But right when they speed up, ease off for a few seconds and then build it again. Now, a lot of, another, another mistake that people will make on one that, you know, takes a lot of work to get them to lope, or you know a lot of pressure. Uh, what they'll do is, is when they finally get him to say, "Hey, I think I'll lope," they try to keep the heat on there and keep him loping. Well, now the horse is doing what you wanted, but you're putting pressure on him. So right when he goes into a lope, all pressure will go away, and if he wants to lope one and a half strides and then come back down. The first four or five times, just let him, pet him and reward him. Let him enjoy the release that he just got from loping. And uh, then after that, you know, you might kind of do it more like, all right, dude, if you're loping, the pressure will be zero. If you start to break down to a trot, I'll swing back in there with the pressure. And the instant you go to loping, I'll take it all away. Uh, You apply this to lunging situations too, like, If you have a horse where, yeah, right when I stop really getting after him, he slows down. Well, what you have to do there is get after him to get him moving and then right when he goes totally ease off. But the instant he slows down that moment, you get heavy. But the instant he speeds up, you get light again. So if you hold one in any kind of way, you will always have to hold him. But if you teach him to be responsible for maintaining his own speed, well then you won't have to beg him to keep him loping after doing this, you know, several times. So just think about all those things, practice it. Uh you could almost say, well, forget about the lope. Just practice rewarding and releasing every time he trots a little bit faster. And before long you just start to kick and he goes right into a real fast trot and then once he's trotting real fast you can add a little more and he'll roll right up into a lope. Uh we were at a we were at a clinic one time and lady said, Yeah, this horse uh this horse will not lope. I've had some friends ride him that are more experienced than me. Nobody can get him to lope. I said, Well what have you guys been doing? Say, Oh, we kick, we cluck, we smooch. So I had her get on him in the arena. I said, Okay, well just show me what you do. And her idea of kicking was just, you know, a light bump of the legs. And he was real lazy, just kind of totally ignoring all that. So, uh, and then she said, see, no matter what you do, this horse won't lope. So I just said, well, here, let me hop on him for a second. And I got on him and got him trotting a little bit. And then I just started spaking him, you know, left, right, left, right. And after about five seconds, he rolled up into a lope and, uh, And then we switched back and she practiced that. And she always let the spanking be secondary. You know, she used a little leg. And then if he didn't go on and get up into a lope, you know, within three three to five seconds, she'd come in with the spanking. And after about, you know, maybe 10 of those, he got to where he would get loping before she had a chance to get big. So you know, that's kind of how you get a horse light to do anything. Uh, instead of thinking, oh, this horse is really light to the leg. It was more like, oh, we've taught this horse how to get it done before you had a chance to get heavy. Uh, hence the horse got light to the leg, you know, same thing for teaching them to back up, teaching them to side pass, you know, uh, lunging, you know, any of that stuff. It's all kind of the same concept as far as getting one lighter, but, uh, Just kind of read your horse, you know. If you think he might buck or get a little bit weird, then just break it down into a few sessions. You know, the first session, you just might work on spanking him really lightly if he ignores the leg and just spend some time getting him where he's a little more responsive to your leg. Session two, spend some time getting him to where he trots a little faster. Maybe wait till session four or five after you've built up some understanding there to the horse, then you might, you know, extend it on out and ask him to roll up into a lope. So those are some things to think about. I hope that helps you guys out and uh, I wish you all luck with it. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast, real simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.